0: This this, is SWBC Mortgage's Cowboys Crosstalk. Check this out. Broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Brought to you by GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. And by SWBC Mortgage. Customized solutions to help you meet your personal and business goals. Visit SWBC.com. Now, your host, Shannon Gross.
1: Night, 7 p.m. at the Star in Frisco. That can mean only one thing. It is time for another edition of Cowboys Crosstalk Shannon Grocery at the Star in Studio with my good buddy Nate Newton. <laughs> wow joining us from 105.3 the fan Kevin Gray good evening how are you Kevin Kevin Gray how are you I'm
2: well sir you can't see me just yet I'm getting it together here in the studio so okay
1: we'll get it together because we need to see your face when we talk to you and then our very special guest today our Dallas Cowboy alumni Mr. Dixon Edwards how are you doing Dixon
3: I'm doing fine. How are y'all doing? We're doing good. Y'all great. hear me okay, right? Yeah, yeah we, we got hear you, you, man. okay. Oh, we hear <laughs> you. We oh, see man. you. You're looking good. We hear you. Man, I was stressed out. I've never had to connect two different devices to make
1: this thing work. Well, you <laughs> figured yeah, it out, You made man. it work, brother. You figured it out. Before we get into the show, uh, word just came down this afternoon that uh, strength and conditioning coordinator for the Dallas Cowboys, Marcus Paul, uh, passed away this afternoon with uh, uh, friends and family. So you know thoughts thoughts definitely go out to their family. He was a, a, a member of the Cowboys family for the last few years. So uh, thinking about him this evening and and his family. So, all right, let's get into it, Dixon. What yes, sir. fill us in on first off? Do you have like a special room in your house because you have an amazing backdrop? You got the Super Bowl <laughs> trophies behind. You got a microphone in your hand. Where are you at? What's going on?
3: I'm in my office. It's the production value. Uh, I like who, who it. Gave me, uh, George T gave me a a, a a big time about that. He was like, he's like, where the heck are you in some damn studio <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> Where are you where you live at these days? What, oh, what? I'm still here in Dallas Fort Worth. Okay. Yeah. yeah, she's gonna have to be pretty special to make me leave Dallas Fort Worth. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know I hear you, bro. I hear you, D. Hey, what, what are
1: you? What are you, What is Dixon Edwards? What's a typical day for you?
3: oh my days. goodness let me see you know i I got some young kids my youngest are 11 and 7 so i'm right. i'm i'm going through the whole parenting thing again you know that whole thing and uh so i get up get them off to school and then i, I make migrate myself to the office and then i try to accomplish something of one of the businesses that i'm doing you know the thing is, is that you can't do you can't do Everything so you do one part and then you go another part and wait for somebody else to call you back and then all this stuff. So that's what I do every day,
1: okay? All right, Nate, <laughs> Dicks,
4: what's up, baby? You're great,
1: Nate. You're you, great, welcome what's to the up? show. I'm glad you put your phone down and you're joining us. <laughs> no, so no, thank
4: you. I, I, you know what? <laughs> I was tweeting out and I wanted to get the young man who's representing the fan, I wanted to get his name in there, but I forgot it. Kevin Uh-oh. But then I saw the gray hair with dicks and they kind of Kevin Gray, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's the way to match it
2: together. I feel that. Yeah. Feel that.
3: Yeah. What's um, up, um, fellas? Still holding on. <laughs>
2: Well, I'm not going to lie to you. Your man's been grand since he's 25. I'm 33, so I've been grand since I'm 25 years old. So, you know, kind of matches my name. So, yes. you know, it just kind
1: of is what it is. So you were cursed from birth. It was kind of like a premonition, your last name, right? I mean,
2: my daddy, I mean, my grandfather on my mom's side, you know, his. Um, he's got a full head of gray hair these days. So when I look at the picture and I see a reflection of myself, I say, like, oh, I guess that's what I'm going to look like, you know, when a little bit older. Man? He is. He okay. is. I have to say so to myself. All
1: right. <laughs> All right. Well, let's – you know what? Let's just start right here. Dixon, we'll, we'll let you go first. The Okay. My opinion and I'm going to get into this a little bit later cuz <laughs> Nate and I do this we do this show on the on on uh, Dallascowboys.com and all of our social channels Don't called start, Hanging okay. with the Boys every yes. day during yes. the, during the noon hour. And I've done a 180 on this team in the last 2 weeks and I'll get to that in a little bit cuz I want y'all to tell me if I'm absolutely crazy or not. We'll we'll get into that. What okay. is your evaluation of this team so far? Uh, especially after the last two weeks.
3: Um, well, it looks like they. Uh, somebody must have gotten threatened that they're they're <laughs> going to get fired because it seems like they they want to play some football now. That's one positive thing. Uh, the D- Dalton looks like they're they're rallying behind him uh, and they're starting to support him. The defense is doing a lot better. I really really like uh, ninety four and uh, fifty eight. Mm-hmm. They have done a lot for the defense. Uh, the linebackers are starting to, you know, fly around and make plays. So I'm, I'm very excited about the team right now.
1: Okay. Nate, has your opinion changed over the last two weeks?
4: Uh, no, no. I, I still feel that this team is going up. Uh, I th- you know, and you'll hear me say this almost every show. I think we was like six weeks too late on a few guys getting rid of them off the team. Because you don't want that type of person on your team that's not going to be a, a help to your young guys. Not that the young guys are getting more playing time. You're starting to see the effects of guys being hungry versus
3: guys that were satisfied.
1: And before we get to you, Kevin, it, since y'all, Nate. Y'all
3: are going to hate this. I see you, uh, but the, the last time you yelled, Nate, mm. the, uh, it, like, the sound just went totally out and i can see you <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and i it looks like y'all can see me but i right. can't i can't hear anything that y'all are saying now wow okay
1: uh-oh so you can't hear us right this <laughs> second huh Dixon.
3: yeah I, yeah so uh let me uh let me try to con- maybe uh maybe you
1: work on that man everything yeah.
3: on my side is showing audio coming through all right we'll work on that
1: and we'll go to kevin real quick what's your assessment of the team so far including the last two games, because I'm assuming that it changed a little bit the last two games for you. It changed slightly. I mean, it can only change so much when you're
2: 3-7 and seven on the season and playing in such a pathetic division as the NFC East. But at the same time, I guess what I've been most encouraged by is the idea that over the fa- the last three weeks, it seems like Mike Nolan's message is starting to resonate with respect to yes. defensive assignments and a little bit more consistency and the kind of execution on the defensive side of the football That gives you much more confidence that even in a season that hasn't gone so well, that even going into next year, you may think that this is a defense that if Mike Nolan stays around, they are starting to turn the corner. And I think that's been the most encouraging part over the last three weeks. And then you get, you know, the best complimentary football that you've seen last week in Minnesota. Offensively, they were able to come through with some nice drives while being able to help the defense, and Donovan Wilson, who was out there playing out of his mind, being able to get a nice road win. So I feel a little bit better about the overall direction of this team going forward. Yes. Uh,
4: can we get, Shannon, the is there some way we can get a, a Mr. Gray that tell him that they go out and come back in and the sound may come back
1: better like that we did earlier for Kurt? Uh, I'm not sure, but uh, you know what? We could probably go take, to a break. We could probably take an early break to yeah. see if we can get uh Dixon's audio figured out and then see if we can uh he reconvene here in in about three he minutes. He is the so guest, right? He is the guest. It would be nice if we could hear the guest <laughs> and the guest could hear us. So I tell you what, let's take a quick early break and when we come back we'll get into more cowboys talk. We'll talk about the uh the Vikings game. We'll talk about the upcoming game against uh, the Washington football team And we might even talk a little bit of Thanksgiving tradition Because I believe you and Dixon Participated in some uh, Thanksgiving Day games Over your careers And maybe even a few together We'll get into that And uh, we'll, we'll find out a little bit more about Mr. Kevin Gray How's that, Does that work for you, Kevin? Yeah, we're, it does work And you'll be able to see me here right now Hey there! he is all right right, man (laughs) we got kevin we got the video we're going to work on dixon's audio and we will be back shortly you are listening to cowboys crosstalk on the dallas cowboys radio network
0: Check this out. Broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco.
1: Welcome back. Cowboys Crosstalk. Shannon Groves, Nate Newton, Kevin Gray representing 105.3 The Fan, our flagship station. And we have a very special guest that's having some audio difficulties. Mr. Dixon Edwards, former Cowboy. We'll try to get him back in the mix here in a little bit. But before we do that, Nate. Did you know that at SWBC they have customized solutions for individuals and businesses and you are just a click away?
4: A uh, click away? Can I, can I get on this now? Yes. Maybe?
1: If you go to visit SWBC.com, that's SWBC.com. Go visit that to learn more and start your next adventure, Mr. Nate Newton.
4: Right. Wow. So I click while we're doing the show. I'm good. No, like, no, no. Oh. Would you
1: please wait? Because <laughs> oh, okay. you're easily distracted <laughs> okay. and you you can only do one thing at a time. Okay. I have noticed that with all working with you over right. the years. That so Coach
4: Johnson used to say the same thing. Nate. We don't need you eating and planning to play football at the same <laughs> time. It don't work. I, I agree. I agree.
1: Oh, all right. Well, Kevin, let's go to you first. What did you see? different with this cowboys team against minnesota that that what was so different because obviously it was a different looking team you know they pulled out a victory it's been a long time it's been a drought i don't remember a drought like that i've been here 17 years and it's been a long time since i've waited that long for a victory what what looked different to you I'm gonna channel one of my favorite uh, wrestlers uh, of all
2: time, Mark Henry. So he has a song called "You Know," talking about we bring the bringing the pain. I felt like that's what the Cowboys' defense attempted to do on Sunday was bring the pain. Donovan Wilson with a couple of big hits on Kirk Cousins and Dalvin Cook, I think, really set the tone. Leighton Esch meeting Dalvin Cook on the goal line for one play to, to stop him from eventually scoring. I thought the Cowboys defensively decided to set a tone, and apparently we found out why that tone was being set because your man Mike McCarthy was smashing watermelons inside of a, uh, of a ballroom you know, on Saturday night. So the message, it sounds like it was sent in a way that it not only galvanized the defense to continue to play with the kind of fervor that we've seen the previous couple of weeks, but really set the tone for the entire team about what kind of performance they wanted to have after the bitter defeat last year against the Minnesota Vikings and Dalvin Cook running up and down this defensive line last year. I think they came in with a mindset that said, hey, we're not going to let that happen. Even though he got over 100 yards, it was only 4.3 yards you know, per carry. So I liked what I saw from the tone setting from the defense, specifically with Donovan Wilson and talked about the physicality that that defense set. And I think that's something that they can continue to take with them. You know, going forward from here.
1: By the way, Mark Henry, big Cowboys fan. That's right. Big That's right. Dallas Cowboys fan. So we're very big. The Cowboys are very big in the wrestling community, if you didn't know this. The Undertaker, uh-huh. Goldust, Sting. That's right. Yes. Mark Henry. I mean, we're really. Mickey James actually came in studio and did a show with oh, me nice. and Nate one time. So, yeah, we're really big in the wrestling community. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nate, what what looked different to you? Just it started the
4: Philadelphia game. Mm-hmm. For me, guys started playing harder. Guys started uh, understanding what was asked from Coach Nolan. They understood that. I think we got Dixon back. Keep talking, Dix. Well, anyway, he, they got a feel for what Coach Nolan wanted. And what we needed more than anything was the guys to start believing and start playing fast. The advantage of knowing the defense knowing the offense, it allows you to play fast. And guys were just standing there. We saw a lot of times our defensive backs standing there where guys running past them. They trying to figure out what's going on, lack of communication, whatever. But now everybody's familiar with what they're supposed to do, how they play within the defense, or the offense, and they're playing fast. And what Donovan Wilson did last week, mm. we hadn't seen around here. Long in long 10, mm-hmm. 12 years from a safety. And uh, it just goes to the point that I, I continue to tell people, Wherever a playmaker is at, you need it. Because this position we don't talk a lot about, got two turnovers. Yeah. It was a part of two turnovers. Been a while. This same position that (laughs) Nate talks about during offseason, everybody just blows over. It's a safety position. Mm -hmm. And if he can keep that up going into this week, great things can happen. I ain't saying they can win, but I'm saying if you play within the defense and have an understanding of what's going
1: on, great things can happen. Dixon, are you back with us? Yes, can you hear me? We can hear you. So yeah. we, we were just talking about what, what do you think, what, what stood out to you against Minnesota? What, what looked different with this team?
3: Yeah, uh, like I said, they were running to the ball. They were doing a great job of that. Um, like I said, 90, 94, 58, you know, they were all in sync. The linebackers were in sync. Everybody was flying to the ball. They looked like a team. They
1: looked like a very hungry team. All right, so I had to go fix Nate's audio real quick, so we're I think we're all good. <laughs> so Nate, one thing one thing we talked about uh, on our show is the, the offensive line. They kick they kick Zach Martin out to uh, right tackle.
4: No, no, they moved him. They asked him and moved him out the right tackle. Okay, what's, the diff-
1: what's the difference?
4: Is You can't kick an all-pro future <laughs> Hall of Fame nowhere. You know, they asked him. You know, that's, that's, <laughs> Mr. Martin, would yeah. you please move yeah. out the tackle? Yeah. For Could Come you on, please man. help us this week, please? <laughs> yeah.
1: What'd you think about
4: that? It was a nice move. I fought that. You know, I was like, mm-hmm. nah, nah, nah. Keep the middle strong. And this week here, that is my big concern. Now that we're going against two heavy duties from Bama, and the inside of, of Washington, will our two guards and centers be able to maintain that rush from in the middle? Because I don't believe that defensive ends by themselves can beat you because you can help. It's easier to help the outside. But when things flowing up the middle, a back can't get there fast enough. A fullback, a, 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 a motion and tight end can't get there fast enough for a guy that's coming up the middle. But they can for a guy that's coming on the outside. So they'll have their hands full. That's why I fought that. But last week it showed that Connor McGovern is a better right guard than the other kid is a right tackle.
2: Yeah, I think – something interesting that Steven Jones said right here on one Oh five through the fan was that the development and the progression of Connor, McGre- Connor McGovern, excuse me, gave them much more confidence to be able to have Zach Martin move out to the right tackle position. So it sounds like that they weren't necessarily hesitant to move Zach Martin to right tackle. It was about can Connor McGovern develop at the right guard position enough for them to feel comfortable putting him there and then moving Zach Martin out to right tackle. And then you saw that kind of come to fruition on Sunday, you know, leading the NFL or leading as far as pro football focus in terms of, you know, the least amount of pressures allowed in several weeks did the Cowboys as far as McGovern and Zach Martin were concerned. So you saw much more continuity and you had your best five offensive linemen available to you on the field on Sunday. And it made a world of difference for Andy Dalton to have some time in the pocket to be able to make some plays. But we have been calling Cowboys Nation and Cowboys fans, when you're going to put Zach Martin at right tackle. And they finally were able to make that move. And I think it had a lot to do with Conor McGovern, and his progression. Yeah, Dixon, I,
1: one of the things that that I that is a positive for me this year is this coaching staff is not afraid, talking about the Zach Martin move, they're not afraid to make changes in the middle of the season and that's something we haven't really seen around here in a long time. The, the coaching staff was committed to almost to a fault. It's like this is what we're doing, this is what we do, this is who we are even though everybody knows this is what we're doing, this is who we are. This coaching staff seems like they're they're willing to experiment. They're willing to do things. How does that affect you your mentality as as a player knowing that your coaching staff is is willing to make moves on the fly, make adjustments and and try to give you the best chance to win?
3: Yeah, you know, when you look at the Cowboys and what they're doing, they they're in a tough spot. I think the entire team was was really heavily um Depended upon uh, Dak Prescott to come through, and now that he's not the, you know, the, the golden ticket for them to win, it looks. It seems like they're trying to figure out who is and where. Where is it going to fit? Um, you could tell last week Ezekiel uh, uh, Elliott was doing a lot better running the ball. Uh, you know, he was finding the holes. He was delaying. You know, uh, you know, he was timing. He had a he had a much better set of timing. So you can tell that the entire team is is trying to adjust to a a new quarterback situation, an overall situation with a lot of the starters not no longer being there. So you can tell that they're, they're actually adjusting.
1: Nate, he brought up Zeke. That's your guy. You've been defending Zeke all year. Can we expect more of the Zeke we saw this week? Is this a starting point for Zeke, or what are your expectations for Zeke? You know,
4: when Zeke had that bad fumbling spell, I told you it would take three to four games because Dixon tell you, we have four weeks or more tape of every player, especially star players. And when we see a fault, we we go at it. If Dixon then would have saw one of the great backs that they face fumble, They would be like sharks. And until they stop that fumbling over a four-game period where people won't be concentrating on that, you'll see that. Well, this kid has finally gotten over that period. Our offensive line has gotten one player better, and he has gotten better. He is always going to be the guy that's going to be the hammer. I don't care what you say about Tony Pollard. He is a change of pace guy. Mm -hmm. He gets the the value of what Zeke does earlier in games. He gets that – Crack, and he's able to go to extra dis extra distance because he's that change of pace back. Zeke is still a good a, a good back. I'm not saying he's a great back because three years ago was vintage uh, Zeke. Two years ago was vintage Zeke. Well, the offensive line is not vintage, and Zeke ain't vintage. We just have to yeah, uh, bear
3: you, with it. Yeah, because you know you you start looking at some of the 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 key features of a very great back, and I've, I had an opportunity to play against a lot of lot of great backs I was I was very upset about what he did last year uh but this year you know a big like I said the timing of him and the exchange between the quarterback you have to have all those things they're not getting any they didn't have any of that during training camp and I think the training camp you can see that a lot of the training camp uh what is it uh, kinks that you get out mm-hmm. have not were not were not finished by the time they got to the third or fourth game and then split with Zeke not being there it really set them back but now it seems as if they're all on track um, you know and and starting to get it you know figured out you know they're all professional athletes you know and you could tell that they they have a pride about themselves and what they're doing now
1: Kevin you, you know from working at the fan and listening to the fans there's a lot of noise about you know more Tony Pollard. More Tony sure. Pollard. He's your number one. Zeke's now your number two. Nate, Nate's opinion is he's a great complimentary back that Zeke wears down the defenses and then he pops those opportunities, gets to the second level quicker. What do you think? Do you think we need more Tony Pollard? Do you think it's a good mix the way they have it now?
2: Well, I think anytime you can get a thunder lightning combination that you're starting to see develop between Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard, it's better for offenses these days to allow guys like a Zeke for the first three quarters to really pound away at you chip away chip away you may get those three four five yard runs but then come the fourth quarter when a defense is tired of facing and getting punched in the mouth by the same guy over and over again that's when you start opening up the opportunities to see those 15 20 25 yard runs that Tony Pollard can hit you with because I think prior to Zach Martin moving the right tackle, you saw that I thought this line was more of a finesse offensive line where Tony Pollard could hit the hole a little bit quicker. Zeke is more of a power back. So not having those typical power guys with Collins and Tyron Smith, you didn't see the typical power Zeke. But I think now that you're starting to see that offensive line stabilize a little bit, I like the balance between these two with that Thunder-Lightning that they both can hit you with, and defenses are not going to want to prepare to hit Zeke for four quarters and then get hit with Tony Pollard, you know, for 30, 40 yard bursts at a time. So I like the combination and the balance between the two of them going forward here. Yeah.
3: But, you know, when we when we played, it it was um, the uh, the passing threat would open up the running. Yes. Now, with a new quarterback, have they established the true passing threat? We had Michael Irving. We knew what I, Mike Irvin do. Uh, uh, Alvin Harper, right? Uh, uh, all Kevin the different Martin. running backs they had, you know, they they had a, a passing threat, which would loosen up a lot of the things for Emmitt to be able to run. So I'm wondering, you know, because of the new quarterback situation, do they have the timing that is that their passing is, is enough? I don't I don't know how many passes uh, uh, Cooper got last uh, last week, but you know, he's a threat. He should he should be lightening up, you know, loosening up. They're not bringing all those people down in the box so that they can focus on Zeke.
1: You had almost forgotten how good Amari Cooper is until this past week. Like I, I he almost fell off the radar.
3: Y- y- you know, yeah, yeah,
1: he was, yeah. Go ahead, on
3: Dixon. Go ahead on your, your. Yeah, 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 yeah. He he wasn't he wasn't really out there that much, and you know they. That is their our go-to. We need to establish a number one receiver. Who is that number one receiver? Where he's going to require a one and a half uh, coverage. Uh, you're going to have to get a really good number two, some type of threat. You know, I I think the issue that they probably have a lot with Zeke is that everybody is keying in on him mm-hmm. because they don't have much of an established passing threat. It doesn't look like to me. You you know,
4: it,
3: it it's hard for people to understand.
4: Uh, what Zeke brings to this team because yeah. of he, he spoiled us with the 65-yard screen, 80-yard screen. When they see this right here, it, it's, it's lights out. But I'm with you, Dix. If they can establish Amari every game, they got yeah. – Amari is such a beast, and that's why I don't talk about him a lot. When his mind is right mm-hmm. – He's a number. He he is a top three receiver. Mm-hmm. But is his mind right every game? Is they yes. getting him ready every game? Well, he's not gonna beat the coach down to get passes. He gonna okay if it comes to me, it comes to me. If it don't, it don't. Sometimes you gotta be a dog.
1: So you are saying he's not like Mike <laughs> was? Yeah. He, sometimes you gotta be a dog. Oh, sometimes you gotta be uh-oh. a dog.
4: <laughs> Yeah, I mean and I'm Mike not saying he's not, on
3: and off yeah, that field. And I, yeah, and I'm not saying
4: he's not a dog for as a bad boy. Mm-hmm. You know, nah nah. But I'm talking about a dog that a bark. He won't bark. He'll just go to the sideline and sit there patiently waiting for you to get to him. Now, nah, Mike was gonna bark.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Let's take our next break. When we come back, one thing we haven't talked about, we talked about the offense a little bit. Let's talk about the quarterback position. I think Nate and I have been very wishy-washy on this. I want to get y'all's opinion on, you know, Team Gilbert, Team Dalton. You know, what do we do there? I want to see what you guys think, Kevin, see what you think, Dixon. We're going to take our next break. When we come back, we'll talk about that, talk about Thanksgiving, talk about the Washington football team that's coming to town, and many, many more things. You're listening to Cowboys Crosstalk on the Dallas Cowboys Radio Network.
0: Just out. Broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco.
1: Welcome back, Cowboys Crosstalk. Shannon Gross alongside Nate Newton, live in the studios at the Star in Frisco. Kevin Gray joining us live from 105.3, the flagship station yes, sir. of the Dallas Cowboys. The fan, and joining us live from his office, which that's a hell of an office he's got there. <laughs> Dixon Edwards with the with the with the just the mic drop but with the three Super Bowl trophies behind him, the Cowboys backdrop. <laughs> man, he's got the he's got the uh, the hair pulled back, he's got the Super Bowl ring on, he's got the mic in his hand, he's got the beads around his neck. I mean, it's he's showing everybody That's up a real here chill vibe Dixon's got going yeah, on. I'm telling you, man. <laughs> uh, I'm telling you. So, all right, let's, uh, yeah. go ahead. Go ahead, Dixon.
3: No, no, go ahead, go ahead. I, right. I was about to be gross. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll move along then. Uh, let, let's talk about the quarterback position. Nate, you and I were huge Team Dalton fans when, when Dak went down. He played a game, and then we were kind of like, eh. And then we were, we were Team Gilbert. And then now, after this week's game, are you back Team Dalton? Or are you Team Gilbert? Where are you at on the quarterback position? I'm, I'm, I'm with the momentum. As I
4: said before, uh, uh, Gilbert came in and gave him some some momentum, mm-hmm. and I and I thought uh, that they could win with this kid if everybody else uh, did their job. So, but the, the key is now is to win. I, I'm, I've never been about tanking. I never will be about tanking. Uh, when I hear former athletes, uh, players, or coaches to go to talking about tanking, I know that they're just uh, doing an entertainment deal. It, it's not in their heart, and I just felt that uh, Gilbert could give us a chance to win.
1: Dixon, what do you think?
3: Well, you know, uh, I was I was just like everybody else. They were I was a little disappointed when. Dalton did go down and how nobody on the team rallied mm-hmm. behind him. It, it seemed as if they didn't really believe in him. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, especially for the you know the, the guy to come in, the, the rookie to come in there with no training camp at all, and they throwing you in in the what, – what game was that? The Washington. seventh game of the season. They're throwing you in there to, to go out and play and perform at that level. I think they asked quite a bit of him and and he actually did pretty good in my eyes, especially for what he is, you know, in in a quarterback. And if they gave him a little bit more time, I think that he probably would be able to do a lot lot better.
1: Kevin, you you team Dalton, Team Gilbert.
2: I'm not gonna lie, I was on on Team Gilbert, and I think when we look back on it, however this season plays out, you know, Garrett Gilbert may be an unsung hero because he gave this team a shot in the arm going up against the undefeated. Pittsburgh Steelers Mm -hmm. and showed us what competent quarterback play actually looked like even behind a banged up offensive line, which I think not only galvanized the team, you saw how they responded to him during that Steelers game. And then Andy Dalton coming behind that, having dealt with a concussion and obviously coming off of COVID, giving him the kind of time behind the best offensive lineman available to you. This was the reason why you brought Andy Dalton in to come in into these spots and being able to help stabilize the offense if you were missing Dak Prescott. And last week you saw that come to fruition for the first time when he had time to make plays to his receivers. And I think going forward now, this team is gaining the kind of confidence in him that they thought they were initially going to have in him if Dak Prescott went down. So I'm on Team Andy Dalton, Team Red Rifle. Let's, let's, let's keep it going and <laughs> then let's see what happens You know, on Sunday going up against a ferocious defensive line that the Washington football team possesses We'll see how that time is put to the test behind this new revamped offensive line going against Chase Young and those boys out there. Very
1: scary defensive line over there in Washington. Before we move to Washington, I want you guys to tell me if I'm crazy or not because I started thinking about this a couple of days ago, and I mentioned it on the show today, and I want to get another opinion if I'm absolutely losing my mind. The Cowboys have three wins, correct? Am I I right Mm -hmm. with that? They're three and seven. That's good math. They have a chance this week to have the best record in the NFC East, and I can't remember ever, ever, ever this deep in the season – teams being this terrible and games meaning so much in this NFC East division. I remember a few years ago I think it was New Orleans that actually won the division with a was it a losing record or 8 and 8 or 7, seven and 9 7 yeah. and 9. Mm-hmm. So that's the most comparable thing I can remember in my football memory. But I started looking at the schedule and after these last two games, you know, Nate kind of started thinking a little different in the Philadelphia game. I started thinking a little different in the Pittsburgh game and then this week The defense, you know, they're playing with a little attitude. They're playing like they want to play football. They're playing hard. You got a little something going on offense. Let me walk through this schedule, and then I want you guys to tell me if I'm absolutely crazy in thinking (laughs) this. You win this week against Washington, which I think is very possible at home against Washington, if they play the way they played the last two weeks. You go up to Baltimore. Baltimore – they're not the same Baltimore they were early in the season or last year. I'm not saying you go up there and win, but I say you go up there and you keep some momentum. Dixon just completely walked off, so he's, he's already out on this conversation. He thinks I'm crazy. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I'm going to keep going. So you go to Baltimore. I'm not saying you win, but I'm saying you, you, you show up, you're respectable, you have a good show, and you keep some momentum. You go into Cincinnati with no Joe Burrow. You could win that game. You come back home against San Francisco. You can win that game. Philadelphia at Philadelphia you can definitely win that game you almost won that with the, with a bad showing and then at home against the giants you have a the potential t- to almost run the table on this thing and go win this division Go into the playoffs like New York did several years ago when they won the Super Bowl with and some that's momentum. Where you stop at
4: that, That's where you <laughs> stop. At. A home playoff would sound game. Good
1: until what? Okay, Th-
4: okay. That's where we stop. At, <laughs> Why are you right? stopping me? Do you fellows agree, Gray?
2: Well, it uh,
4: was do y'all agree that you stopped. Right am I Am well, I crazy? Well,
2: now if you remember, so the head coach that they're facing this week, Ron Rivera, had a seven, eight, and one Panther team that won the NFC South, wound up winning a playoff game. They were in it in their next divisional round game. So I'm not saying, you know, it's going to happen, but I'm not saying it's impossible so you're either. You're saying there's a chance. I'm saying there's a chance. <laughs> that's that's all I'm saying. Again, I'm just <laughs> you know, that's, not that's like what history Baptist has told preachers. me. History told, yeah, so has told me. Like Baptist I'm man. just saying, well, you know, the good gospel is the Dallas Cowboys around here. You know that
3: better than anybody,
2: Nate. Yeah. So I'm just, I'm just saying.
3: I'm just saying. So you're saying they're gonna be five, nine, and two.
2: That's <laughs> right. <laughs> Thank you, Dixon. Five Thank you. Plus nine carries. Yeah, that's eight. sixteen this be so the I only mean, yeah.
0: division to make the
2: playoffs
4: <laughs>
3: yeah. and still get a top five pick. What do you think, yeah. Dixon? Am I completely yeah, but, crazy? Then, but you know, think about it. They're only three games away. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Am I crazy? Dixon taught me off the ledge. Am I crazy?
3: No, sir. Okay. All right. <laughs> we got to keep hope alive.
1: All right, Nate. You think I'm crazy, right?
3: I,
4: I liked it up to the point where you went. I, I could see us <laughs> playing another team and beating up, winning the first round. But we stopped there because no. if we don't stop there, somebody okay, else goes. But
1: you're us. with me that they could they could win yeah, this division, yeah. have right. this home playoff game, maybe win that first game, and, and then you're done.
4: Yeah. Okay. Because I'm gonna tell you something.
1: That's so crazy that this I actually game, said that out loud after game the way is this so team big. started.
4: This Washington game is so huge because if they don't win this one, Washington got enough young guys and a much in a, in a veteran quarterback in Alex Smith, so they can get two or three more wins mm-hmm. after they because they, they all they got is the Steelers and the Seahawks, and then they got the rest of us and the you know even though other teams are saying wow the Washington. The Cowboys, the Philadelphians, and the New Yorks—you know that's that's the local drug store. They they can fix all your needs. You know, if you got a (laughs) bad running game, they can fix it. You got a bad passing game, they can fix it. But we looking at each other like the rest of our schedules. You check everybody. The rest of our schedules with the Cowboys leading, we have the softest schedule. Mm -hmm. So. We got a shot here. We got a shot cannot, of actually. Cannot like I said, cannot believe we are think. saying this
1: out loud.
4: <laughs> Great. Remember this. Okay. We can win the division. Have, have a playoff game, and still have a top six pick in Ain't the draft. Something?
1: Ain't that something? <laughs> Let, Let the church start say, start say amen. Let the church say amen. <laughs> uh, and you know what? Then everybody's happy. Everybody <laughs> that wants them to tank is happy. The guys that want them to win like Nate and Dixon are happy. Yeah. Like everybody wins right. in that scenario. Uh, you mentioned Washington. Big game. Big, big game Thursday on Thanksgiving, which is tomorrow, which is really weird that we're doing this show and then we turn around and we got a game tomorrow. Let's get into that. Let's take our last break. Let's talk about, you know, Washington, how big this game is, and then let's do some some Thanksgiving Day memories. Dixon, pull, go back in the memory bank and pull something out from a Thanksgiving Day game. Nate, you do the same thing because I, I want a little nostalgia in this next in this next segment. Can we do that? Yes, sir. All right, let's do it. Let's take our last break. You're listening to Cowboys Cross Talk on the Dallas Cowboys Radio Network.
0: The Star
1: in Frisco. Welcome back to the show. Cowboys Crosstalk live from The Star in Frisco. Shannon Gross and Nate Newton holding it down here. Kevin Gray holding it down at 105.3 The Fan Studios. And Dixon Edwards, our very, very special guest, holding it down somewhere in the Dallas-Fort Worth (laughs) Metroplex. And before we get to the last segment, if you're watching on, on any of our streams right here, SWBC Mortgage. They have customized solutions to help you meet your personal and business goals. Do like Nate's going to do right after the show, and visit SWBC.com to learn more start your next adventure. And we are going to start Adventure Talk with the Cowboys right now because huge, huge game tomorrow against Washington. Nate, you have had nothing but praise for this Washington defensive line all year long. Why are you so – High on their offensive line, I mean defensive line,
4: because it's rare. Dixon, to tell you that you can get four or five first round picks, and all of them are still the arrows still going up. You know, they they play hard. They hustle to the ball. Montez Sweat, uh, Chase, Deron Payne, Allen, all four of them play hard. And then coming off the bench, swinging a bat is a. Uh, Ryan Kerrigan, the Cowboy, the Cowboy
1: killer, killer. yeah. Yep. So mm-hmm.
4: th- that's why I'm so high, and that's why that's you know our two guards and center have to play. They have to play lights out tomorrow because anything less would get us crushed.
1: What do you, What do you think is going to happen tomorrow, Dixon? What do the Cowboys need to do to slow down that defensive line?
3: Yes. You know, whenever you play Washington, it's it's a very tough game. Uh, I, I couldn't, re, you know, I remember back when the uh, older cats used to come in there and talk to us about the rivalry and everything, and they would get so fired up behind it. And now I feel the same way. It's that if it's going, if there's one team that you should beat in the season, it should be the the Washington Redskins. Is
1: that or
3: or no I mean
1: the Washington team <laughs> the Washington football team yeah it was that you alls I, I feel like the, the it's kind of shifted a little bit to where it's modern day fans not, is wait, Philadelphia, Philadelphia yeah mm-hmm.
4: but I'm telling you in your you, day it was
1: it was Washington we right you used to
4: pull up to the old RFK did you get a chance to play there dicks at the old RFK yeah 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 yes sir we it was a baseball stadium man and that yeah. thing literally be rocking you know, we used yeah. to go down into the de- dugout before the game at halftime. And it, i mean <laughs> it yeah, used to the be the hardest rock- turf ever. The hardest
3: <laughs> uh, it, the hardest natural turf ever. You're right. <laughs> and I'm it Fred. seemed like every time we played there it was raining. It was yeah. wet. <laughs> yeah, and then and the clay was hard because that was an
4: old yeah, baseball yeah.
3: field. They never removed the
4: clay.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kevin, what are you what, what are you expecting this week? I mean, or tomorrow, not this week. It's 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 tomorrow. I keep forgetting that. But what what are you expecting in this in this game tomorrow? Ugly game, finesse game. I think it's going to be
2: close. One thing I'm I'm excited to see is how this defensive line and linebacker core continues to respond. The last time they saw Washington, you Man Antonio Gibson went for a buck twenty eight and made the Cowboys' defensive line and linebackers look real shaky uh, that day. So. I want to see if they continue to play with the kind of fire and respond the way that they have the last three weeks to really establish a tone and physicality that they did against the Minnesota Vikings. And then offensively, can Andy Dalton back up his performance that he had last week by continuing to get the ball to his playmakers and really establishing those wide receivers that we were talking about earlier with Cooper, Gallup, and CeeDee Lamb, who you know went off on, on Sunday against the Vikings. So those are the two things I'm really looking to see offensively and defensively. Can Andy Dalton get the kind of time that he got on Sunday against Minnesota? And can this defensive line and front seven of the Cowboys respond the way that they did the last three weeks to make sure Antonio Gibson doesn't go off the way that they did the first time they faced him?
1: Dixon, we talked about how physical the defense played on the Cowboys' side uh, this past week against Minnesota. How tough is yes. it? How tough is it in a short week playing on Sunday, then turning around? And playing again on Thursday for a, a defensive guy when when the game is as physical, you know, and, and you're up against a back like Dalvin Cook that that you know is a bruising back that that was really cracking those guys.
3: Yeah, it's it's always tough for the Cowboys because I, I found out uh, after I retired that every every football player wishes that they could be a Dallas Cowboy. So they come in there every time and they always play the. Cowboys the hardest so you know you're going to be sore from that Sunday game and then you know you got to turn around and try to play the the next game the fortunate thing is that the coaches would take easy on us and we would go in there and and try to get it done. Wait a minute.
1: Jimmy would take it easy on y'all? That's one of the oh, few yeah. times. <laughs> yeah,
4: you know, it's
3: amazing. You yeah, know, I would it was, was helmets and shoulders and shorts and stuff. Yeah. Coach Johnson was hard, but, but he was smart. But, yeah, but Nate knows we would shoot on Friday. We would be thudding up on Friday. It was like full speed. Don't bring them, don't take them down, but, you know, but it's full speed to the ball. You know what's amazing is I sit up and I laugh, dicks, and can you
4: imagine? Coach McCarthy telling these guys on a regular week, hey man, put on your pads. It's Friday. Y'all had a bad yeah. practice yesterday. We're going to throw it up just a little bit on a Friday. What,
1: what do you think would happen? What do you think the, the players would do? That he would lose his team. You think? Oh, yeah,
3: yeah. He, he they, may they, get away with that once, walk, they, But the same time, everybody would walk out. There, there'll be lawsuits filed. <laughs> 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 they'll be up in Jerry's office like, look here, boss man. Uh, I'll tell
4: you what, yeah. this dude here, man, bring back Jason. We'll do anything. Get rid of this cat." <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> but it was like that when until Jimmy got in here. You you know that he kind of cleared that out. Yeah, yeah.
1: Nate, you played in a lot of Thanksgiving Day games. What was it like? Is it is it different as a player? Like it's, I think it's different watching the game because everybody's with their family, and you know, even if you're not into football, you, your family members that don't normally watch it will watch it with you. Was it any different, or was it just a normal? football game for you guys.
4: You know, Dix. I'm glad you said this made this statement because it's hard for me to explain. We were the envy. You got to remember it was only us in Detroit playing on Thursday with them rotating the league around us. And that was
1: before they had Thursday night games regular, right? So this is the funny
4: thing about it is it takes you to get out of football and to talk to other players – and they be like, man, you Cowboys always thought y'all was this. Even when y'all was sorry, y'all thought. It. I mean, it don't matter. We, were, we are the darling of the league. And whatever we do, you either hate us and millions going to watch. You love us and millions going to watch. But we are, we still to this day, what people want to watch. They're either gonna be sitting there cheering that we lose it, or they're gonna be sitting yeah. there crying that we that I mean, we win it. I mean, you're
1: three and seven, and, <laughs> and it's probably it gonna matter. get more viewers this it Thanksgiving Day matter. than they have in, in years. <laughs> it, it I not matter. Yeah. How about you, Dixon? Was it was it just a normal football game, or was it there a little bit more to it just because it was on Thanksgiving?
3: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You, the thing is that you you didn't you didn't shipped all your family in town. Thank you. you, know, you. And and uh, everybody's excited there at the game and you want to have a good show and always have a good show in front of your, your your family and uh Thanksgiving was always a special time and uh I just I remember some of those games were were pretty heated <laughs> you know uh games and uh w- you know when you sit back and you you think about the most rememberable game was uh and there was uh when I I was playing for the the Minnesota Vikings mm-hmm. and um, it, it was the 98 year Oh, no. when uh, Randy Moss came in and lit it up. Oh. Yes, sir. No, not that
1: game. I remember that. <laughs> I remember. That. I think all, I think I all, all, Cowboy fans oh, remember that. I remember man. that
4: man. I looked at, I looked at Randy Moss, man. And I looked up in the press box, and Jerry was like,
0: <laughs> "Why did they take me out of it? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God!"
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. The '98 team, hey, man. I thought we, I thought I was going back to the Super Bowl. Yeah.
1: Nate, did you have a favorite game, a favorite Thanksgiving game, or memory? Anyone that Coach
4: Madden did. If it, if Madden did he liked it, you oh didn't. my God, man! If Madden did it, I was on and popping, bro. Yeah, because I, yeah. be, I was gonna be there after the game, handed out turkey legs and doing yeah. my thing, brother. How many times did
1: you get to hand How out many turkey times legs? Did you get that? Every
4: time, really? Every time Madden did it, every time, <laughs> really? They tried to Rich Darrow tried to suggest somebody else. Like, no, nah, we got Nate, we good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh well, Kevin, is it? it You want to give a prediction? You want to tell me what you think is going to happen, and then give me a score. You don't have to give a score, but just tell me what you think is going to happen tomorrow.
2: Look, I have to choose between my heart and my head. I'm a third generation Dallas Cowboy fan. My uncle Willie Towns used to play for this organization, so I bleed blue and silver, you know, real hard. So, oh man, prediction. I'm going to go Cowboys twenty two. Washington football team twenty.
1: Twenty two to twenty in 20, a close one. Twenty two. Cowboys victory, twenty two to twenty. All right, Nate. Are you gonna are you gonna think with your heart or with your head?
4: You know what that I mean. Tell Dix what that means.
1: That means that the Cowboys will win by one point. <laughs> That's all I want, Dixon. we just win by one point. I don't call scores than that. Nate one has point. them going 16-0 every year and they win every game by one point. <laughs> or sometimes if if it, if we're a super. We're big, in Vegas,
4: we're close to Vegas Plan playing the Raiders, it's a half if point. If we're a
1: double-digit underdog, he's got Cowboys winning by half a point. So uh Dixon, what do you think is gonna happen tomorrow? Uh, uh
3: I, I think that the. Uh, Cowboys are gonna do a have a great showing. They're gonna actually put somebody away. The game will be over by the beginning of the third quarter. Whoa!
0: So let's go.
3: Okay. Thirty-eight and uh, to like six. Wow! Whoa! Whoa! Wow. Wow. Yeah, they, Whoa! Yeah! They, That's yeah! They Big yeah, energy they, tonight. Yeah, they, okay. Oh yeah, they're gonna blow them. Yeah, they're just gonna they're just gonna go in there and smash them. Wow. Man, I- I, I like
1: okay. it. I like it. I don't know.
4: So so, Dix, you listen to this thing this boy said earlier. He he was crazy. Now you
3: getting crazy. <laughs> Lord, hey, you, you remember just a little while ago I said five, nine, and two going right. to the Super Bowl,
1: <laughs> which is crazy that it's not completely off the. T- it's not yeah. mathematically impossible. That's still the crazy have a top part. five pick. Still have a top five pick. I, I you know what I, I'm buying in. I, I don't. Want to get too excited, but they've given me just enough the last two weeks to make me believe and that they've got something going. Right, They're starting right. to figure things out. Hey, mm. they figured out gap assignment. That's yes, a big they did. step. Yes, they Right. Did. So I'm yes. I'm encouraged by that. I'm <laughs> encouraged by the physicality. I'm encouraged right. by the watermelon smashing <laughs> the night before the game. Like I want to know what he's doing tonight. Like I'm interested. So I'm I'm buying in. I hope they don't let me down. I'm gonna go I think earlier on our show, I think I said 23 to 20, something like that. and winning. That's what counts. So I, I got them winning. <laughs> Nate's right. I think it's going to be an ugly, dirty game because it's a division game. Even when the Cowboys are having a great year, Washington is a tough game for them. Crazy things happen. Um, I think it's going to be a good game. Nate, what's going to be your – before we get out of here, we got about 30 seconds. What's going to be your go-to dish tomorrow for Thanksgiving?
4: Uh, anything that my wife put on the table. I
3: Facts. go to it, bro. <laughs> all into it. it. Huh? All right, what about you Dixon? what's
1: your go to Thanksgiving dish? Oh my goodness. I Yeah.
3: I mean, <laughs> all of us is just great. Yeah. Um, let me see. You eat chitlins? Is, no, oh my goodness no.
1: You're <laughs> <laughs> the only person that, <laughs> that <laughs> eats those on Thanksgiving. <laughs> only person yeah, that,
4: that on turn
2: my stomach. I don't think I'll eat anything now. <laughs> <laughs> How about you Kevin? My wife and my mother-in-law's stuffing is is You're too young to be
4: married. You're number
1: 16. Good stuffing's good. Oh, I appreciate that. Fellas, we got to get out of here. Dixon, Dixon, thank you. Nate, thank you. Kevin, thank you. You've been listening to Cowboys Cross Talk on the Dallas Cowboys Cowboys Radio Network.
0: This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!